Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here. It is Dallas Trading Floor. It is a Monday. Uh, it is November 9th, and uh, here we are on uh, back on Dallas Trading Floor. Very interesting day today. Uh, of course, um, you know, we're looking at uh, many things going on here uh, with the... Uh, with with the with the election and kind of the the uh, fallout from that, we just don't quite know exactly what's going to happen. It looks as if most of the major uh, networks have declared um, uh, declared Biden the uh, the winner, but uh, you know that is still up that is still up in the air. So you know <laughs> we have we may have uh, you know we may have some more stuff going on here we just don't know kind of what's going to go but uh interesting thing did happen today uh there was an announcement that pfizer has successfully developed a covid 19 vaccine and this is very interesting because immediately when this happened many of the stay home stay at home stocks well they uh they didn't do as well and uh, Zoom has been selling off, and some of the other some of the some of the other stocks have been selling off. So it, you know, it's it's kind of a it's it's kind of an interesting uh, kind of an interesting thing. The market direction though is still up, as you can see uh, right now. When this straight slide was taken, uh, the market was uh, really really moved up. The uh, twelve hundred and one twelve twelve one hundred ninety four. It's up about two hundred five dollars. Uh, when this slide was taken, the S&P is up, the Dow Jones is up, the volume's up, and we are in a confirmed uptrend. So it's uh, maybe time to possibly look at uh, possibly coming out of cash into uh, you know some of the into some of the other uh, stocks that uh, that that are out there. And I just kind of wanted to uh, go through some of these uh, charts with you, just uh, you know to kind of get an idea of where the market direction is and where we're going. So. Uh, this is the first one, of course, and this is the Spider. Everybody knows this is the world's largest ETF, and it does cover the S&P 500. So that is uh, that is where it, what it covers. It has moved decisively above a 358.75 buy point. So this is very interesting. This is a very bullish sign. So it looks as if uh, you know things are getting um, you know things are going to get into um, you know, in, into the market. I just wanted to say for the people that are listening on TikTok, uh, TikTok does not allow uh, the green screen to actually uh, show the charts, but I am simulcasting this right now on YouTube at youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. If you'd like to see all of the um, you know, all of the charts and uh, other items that I'm going to be putting up there, just uh, jump on over to youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. So that's where all these, that's where all those things are. But I'm going to, I'm still going to answer questions off the chat, of course, on uh, TikTok. But uh, unfortunately, I can't, uh, I can only do the chat and I cannot uh, broadcast the chart. So you have to go over to the, uh, to, uh, over to, uh, youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. I just want to show you this chart again uh, on the S&P, and basically it has pulled above the very key level 358.75. And currently, when this chart was taken, we were at 359.65, up $9.49, which is tremendous because that represents about 
percent. So a uh, very, very bullish sign. And I think that has to do with a number of things. Of course, the uh, Pfizer announcement was, was very significant, as well as, um, you know, just kind of some of the resolve on the election. So hopefully that all gets resolved soon. Also wanted to show you, um, you know, show you the chart on the QQQ. Now, the Qs have been pulling off today. Very interesting. A lot of the stocks like Zoom that were on the Qs have been under pressure because of this announcement by Pfizer. Pfizer uh, uh, announcing that they do have a uh, vaccine that they're going to be rolling out. And uh, it looks like it's going to happen before the end of the year. So uh, that's very good news. And hopefully this will help with the reopening of um you know, of the economy. Also, Tesla was up today, uh, but it has pulled back a little bit. So I'm going to go, I'm going to be uh, talking about that in just a minute here. Uh, before, um, you know, j- in just a minute, we're going to be talking about Tesla. I wanted to show you a breakout stock. This actually broke out uh, yet uh, out last week. Uh, I went into it with a small portfolio. And by the way, you can see how I trade everything uh, by getting uh, access to the small portfolio. But um, this is Palantir Technologies, uh, symbol on this one, um, uh, PLTR, and it did break out very heavily. It's been, there's been a significant buying of it in the last few days. Now, there is one cautionary flag here, and that is it's going to be in earnings in three days. Typically, I don't like to buy them into earnings, but this was a breakout from, the, from a, a, what they call an IPO base, and I made an exception in this case and bought as it broke out of this IPO base. It basically broke out from about this, uh, um, you know, this, this about $12 level on up. And now it's, I think it's trading when this was taken at 15, 13. I think it's pulled back a little bit since then. But that's one you might want to look at, Palantir Technologies. And I do think we're going to see it move uh, higher. Just wanted to show you uh, the news about Pfizer. Very interesting. Uh, basically, Pfizer and the partner uh, BioNTech, uh, basically, they expect that the Food and Drug Administration will issue an emergency youth authorization for the coronavirus vaccine. Uh, the companies say that they can make up to 20 million doses by 2020 and up to 1.3 billion by 2021. So that is extremely good news. And I hope that... Uh, you know, I hope everything goes right with this. This is this is really this is really great. Hopefully, to get us out of this lockdown, you know, this this lockdown kind of thing. Uh, and by the way, on this lockdown kind of thing, a lot of the stay-at-home stocks like Peloton, P-T-O-N is the symbol on that one, have taken the hit because if we reopen, then uh, there might be some strength there. Also, uh, there's been some interesting action in the airline stocks. I still think it's too. Lear- early to buy airline stocks because, uh, you know, we just want to see how this vaccine works. But that's very good news for certain parts of the economy, uh, you know, being the uh, the travel and leisure industry because they have been hurting in this, hurt, in this lockdown economy. Just wanted to show you a chart on Pfizer here. It has gapped up. It is currently trading about $39.77, up $3.38, which is tremendous considering it's about a $30 stock. So it's up 9, 9.27% on the news and very, very, very strong buying. So we may see um, Pfizer really, really move higher uh, in, in, you know, in, in the next one. I'm currently not in the issue. I'm, I'm studying it right now for a possible 
buy in that. Just wanted to show you my uh, my uh, current holdings. I'm in Cloudflare, which is uh, symbol NET. I'm also in Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. That's GBDC, and they hold about four percent of the world's Bitcoin. I'm also in Form Factor, symbol F O R M. That's up today. Also in ResMed, uh, that is done quite well as well. RMD is the symbol for that. Uh, Emphy, uh, down a bit on Emphy, kind of disappointing there. Uh, but uh, I do expect, because of their merger announcement, uh, that they will be hopefully st- of, uh, strengthening up there a little bit. We'll see. Uh, symbol on that one, IPHI. As I said before, I'm in Palantir, PLTR, and that is a software company in the privacy space, and it's done quite well with, from its IPO. It's up about uh, 10% today uh, at about 15.31. I'm also in Facebook. Uh, it is down significantly, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't call that one quite quite as well as I'd like to. I'm also in AMD, which is uh, coming off of a cup and handle uh, formation, which is looking good, and then uh, in Snap. And then I also bought a position in Tesla today, which is up slightly. And I think that hopefully, when it moves through this, uh, you know, w- when it moves when it moves through this, uh, I think we we'll, hopefully we'll see. A return to kind of its, uh, you know, its normal uh, ascent. So, um, let me just uh, kind of get uh, some questions here, and uh, start with uh, TikTok first. So let me just kind of pull the TikTok questions up. Thanks for waiting. Here, hold on. Well, I got a number of okay. So let's see. Um, buy now. Come on, dude. You missed it. Ah, uh, well. Okay, well, I, I could I could see that. Okay, how about Tesla? Well, let's talk about Tesla a little bit. Let me pull up the charts here. Yeah. All right, so let's get in the market, Smith. go and let's look at tesla tsla is the symbol for tesla of course and let's take a look at that how it's trading currently uh it pulled up but it is pulled back it's uh, it's pulled back significantly uh as 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 the day has moved on it's pulling right back to the uh 21 uh to the um uh, to the 40-day um, uh, to the 40-day average, it, it pulled up and then it's pulled back down. So, hopefully, we'll get a reversal off this. Uh, but this morning, it did it did it did look good, but uh, I guess it's pulled back down a little bit. So, who knows what's gonna ha- who knows what happened with uh, with Tesla? Again, I did buy a little bit this morning, so I'm, I may have been stopped out. We're down about two dollars and forty-five cents as of right now. So, yeah, you win some, you lose some. So, we'll, so we'll see. How that does? They have been uh, they've been doing pretty good with their deliveries in China, uh, but uh, you know we will see how that how that uh, how that works out. Um, Jesper Van uh, uh, Jesper uh, asking about Bitcoin. Let's see if we can take a look at Bitcoin. I use uh, I use GBTC as a proxy for Bitcoin because they hold about four percent of the world's Bitcoin. It is an ETF. 
and it has pulled back significantly. It was up and then it pulled back significantly. So let's take a look at uh, at 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 the at the chart for Bitcoin right now. Um, pulled back 58 cents, but it's still up a lot of volume. So hmm, it's hard to say where we're going with that, but it looks as if uh, it, it, it looks as if uh, it is uh, it, it is definitely pulled back on the relative strength at 91. So uh, this is what this is telling me is that um, at least for Bitcoin right now, it, uh, it it's pulling right back to the to the 21 to the um, 10 day line and we'll see if it we'll see if it reverses off of that. But um, there's just a kind of confusing in the market right now. I can't really give a good direction. On Bitcoin again, I'm in I'm in uh, GBTC, which is the Bitcoin, essentially the Bitcoin uh, con- equivalent. I just kind of want to show you the layout of my holdings currently in the small portfolio. And by the way, you can take a look at how I'm trading with my watch list, and it's all free. All you have to do is go to www.dallastradingfloor and uh, sign up, and um, you'll get this uh, absolutely free. Well, currently. Uh, in terms of where I am in grades, I bought this a little a few weeks ago. I'm still up 16%, which isn't too bad. Um, but it, uh, but the Bitcoin has pulled back a little bit today. So it is what it is. Uh, sometimes it happens that way that uh, you know that it does that it does pull back. So um, that's kind of where that's kind of where we are in terms of Bitcoin. Let's see if I could take another question from. Uh, from uh, uh, from YouTube, bad day for me. Ah, I'm sorry, sorry about that. Snap, yeah, snap. I'm in Snap too, and I and I got snapped out. <laughs> I just kind of want to show you, just 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 you know, just so you'll know that uh, I as as uh, Clinton used to say, I feel your pain. Believe me, I do. My I'm doing good on everything that's in my small portfolio, except for the Snap. It's down six percent. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch! 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 Um, I may, I, I may have to be out of it, but uh, right now, I'm right now. Snap is uh, snapping back, so I feel for you, man. I feel for you. I really do. Uh, you win some and you lose some. That's just kind of how it is sometimes. Uh, what's a good stop loss for Palantir, considering it's up thirty percent? Here's what I'm doing with Palantir. That's uh, symbol P L T R. I like going in at about uh, at about a twenty percent gain. Okay, now what do I mean by that? Let's go back to the chart. Let's go back to Palantir and take a look. PLTR. Let's see if there's any kind of support that we can. This is these are tough because this is basically going off of an IPO base. What I'm doing is I'm moving my stop loss up to kind of where there was a you know where there was a profit zone. So I'm looking. I'm putting my stop loss for Palantir at about 14. Uh, that's where my stop loss is going um, for PLTR. And the reason is, really, is because that is the profit-taking zone. Anything over 20%, of course, you're supposed to take profit. But there's another rule. If you're going really, really good like this, like, like we are now, you don't want to stop it short. So uh, that's where I'm putting my stop loss is at about 14 on that. So I'm just going to put that down here on the chat but the the stop loss uh loss for uh PLTR uh for me is going to equal $14 so I'm going to put that out there on the chat by the way if you're looking on t- TikTok I'm broadcasting this live on on uh YouTube at 
uh, youtube.com slash Dallas Trending Floor. And uh, on that, there we have a chat and uh, so that you can come back with, uh, with, uh, with information. There's, of course, there's also a chat on TikTok uh, as well, so, um, but just not the charts, unfortunately, for TikTok. Um, Peloton. Let's take a look at Peloton because, you know, that's one of the stay-at-home stocks that's kind of gotten hit uh, today with this announcement by uh, Pfizer. So Peton is the symbol on Peloton. And it's done really great, but it is just it, it's it's help. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> okay, I don't like saying this because you know, hey, this is why stop losses are so 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 important, everybody. Okay, we have what they call a this is a this is a this is a sell signal. Sadly, it, this thing kind of fell through the forty day average here, and it looks like it's falling down. And there's a lot of volume, so you know what. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe you could stick around for some for 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 some for for you know for some more punishment. But Peloton is off twenty two dollars today, um, which is significant. And this looks like a massive sell signal. This is a gap down. Um, you know, this is why it's so 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 important to always have stop losses in there and 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 adjust them frequently because uh, you know, you know sometimes this happens. Really, the, the proper place for the stop loss on this one probably would have been at the 21 exponential, which is about uh, uh, 118.50. That would have been on there. And that probably would have saved you some money, um, even though it did open lower. Today, it opened, it, it gapped down, it opened below the 21 day exponential right at the. Uh, Right at the right at the forty. This is this is one of the reasons why when when you have a highly moving stock like this, and this this is goes for Cloudflare and Peloton as well. You want to set your stop losses basically at the forty day line. That typically is a very key point for a lot of programmatic traders because at that they either buy or they sell. So if you do have a situation where you're going to have a big big uh, gap down on a stock like with Peloton that probably will save you some money so it's it's a it's a tough uh it's it's a tough road to hoe uh when it comes to that and i you know i, I definitely feel for you on that on 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 peloton i really do um why do most stock markets gains take place in the pre-market trading i don't think uh we even trade pre-market counter. that's a good question christian um the, the reason that they do is because most uh, and that's a very good question. The, the reason is, is because many of the large funds trade, they don't trade actually on the floor, actually on any of the uh, floors like the NASDAQ. They trade through something called Citadel. And Citadel is based in Chicago. And the way it works is it basically trades, it, it, it matches orders um, overnight in the after hours. And so you can see what's happening with uh, Citadel uh, you can see what's happening with Citadel if you have like a TD Ameritrade account or something like that. It will show you kind of how it's trading in the after hours. But yeah, the after hours have grown in, in, in popularity. Uh, it's mainly because, you know, you have these large funds and they want to either buy or unload large positions uh, before the market opens. <laughs> and this is how they do it. <laughs> this is how they do it. And they do it through this thing called Citadel, um, which is in Chicago. So uh, it's kind of an interesting interesting thing um all right so let's see about a next question from tiktok thanks for holding on here uh so i can get to all the questions a c b uh let me see if i can uh give you something from a c b 
quickly on that one. That's Aurora Cannabis. It's pulled up. You know, actually, you know, the cannabis stocks may benefit from a Biden presidency. That would probably mean that there would be, uh, you know, there were, in a Biden presidency, there's probably going to be legalization, um, you know, probably in all 50 states. So that might, uh, might benefit there. But uh, here's the problem with Aurora. It just doesn't have a very good chart, as you can see. It, it moves... You know, it's it's still moving in a downward. It's still moving downward, but it did gap up today, and it's crossed the 200-day line. I typically don't like to buy any stocks, and I mean any stocks, where it is trading below the 200-day moving average, and that's definitely the case with ACB or Aurora Cannabis. It uh, it it did see it did see some activity here, but uh, and there is is some earnings, but the problem in the cannabis space that I see is a tremendous oversupply. There's just too much people there's just too many people growing this stuff to be um <laughs> to be that to be that profitable. So uh, I do see that as a bad as a uh as a as a massive problem. Um okay. It's a good idea to uh sell a call on Tesla just keeping or just keep the shares. You know, right now I think it is a good time it is a good time to sell a call on Tesla. I really do. If you, now, here's the thing: to sell a call, you need to have at least a hundred shares, okay? Because that's what the cover call will give you. So, selling a call is a very good way. I do this a lot uh, to to uh, to generate extra income. I think that's a very. I think definitely selling a call would be good. I think you want to sell a call that's going to expire probably uh, in the probably early December time frame, and you might want to consider going. Uh, selling a call at about the 465 to 470 range, and that would give you probably a pretty good, um, a pretty good yield uh, on that. Uh, I don't know currently what that is. Let me see if I can find that uh, real quick. Well, I don't know if I can for you. Up, oh, I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm, yeah, let's see if let's see if I can find you a yield if you have, uh, uh, you know, if you are selling a call on Tesla, which I do think is a very good idea, by the way. And uh, let me look at some of the December calls to see how much they're going for. And uh, TSLA, of course, is the symbol. And, um, okay, let's look at about the, and about a mid-December. Okay, so I'm going to look about the, let's look at the, uh, here. Uh, okay, let's, let's look at some of those December calls to be sold. See how much they're potentially worth. Um, and I'm looking about the 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 five six the the four sixty five is worth about twelve dollars. Let me show you that on the screen right now, so you can see that. As you can see, this is the December eleventh expiration, and currently uh, the that is worth for the four sixty. Well, let's see if we can get the four sixty five up here really quickly for the Tesla uh, call. Um, for the 465 Tesla call, you're looking about 1470 on that, and uh, if you do sell that, of course, that's worth 1470 dollars. That's what will be put into your account for selling the call. Now, if if on um, on December 15th, uh, December 18th, uh, Tesla exceeds 465, you will be called out, and you will have to sell at that 465 price, but. Uh, very good way to make extra income if you do have 100 shares is to sell a covered call. And uh, highly recommend it, and it can be very, very profitable uh, for you. 
okay, so could uh, could the the Nasdaq suffer if retail or service sector are removed? I mean, the money coming in. Okay, yeah, I agree with you. Well, you know what? Um, the Nasdaq doesn't have a lot of retail. That's mostly in the S and P, uh, but there is some retail. Where where the where the uh, the Nasdaq is very heavy is in tech, and of course. Uh, part of the reason that it is underperforming today, of course, is the stay-at-home stocks like Peloton and Zoom and some of those other ones. They have sold off heavily today because of this Pfizer news with the new vaccine that's coming out that may uh, uh, hasten the reopening of the economy. That would be a very good thing for a lot of the retail and the uh, travel and leisure stocks, but uh, not quite as good for the Zooms and the Pelotons and the stay-at-home type stocks uh, that are out there so uh just kind of fyi um what do you think about beyond meat and why is it falling great question on beyond meat and i and i think this is this is this shows you this is something that uh, warren buffett talks about a lot it's called having a moat on your business the reason that beyond meat is falling so much today and it probably will fall further is mcdonald's has announced that they have their own fake meat it's called Mac, I think it's called, I don't know, Mac Plant or something like that. I'm not sure what it's called, but they just announced it. And basically, they're going to make it themselves. And essentially, Beyond Meat is going to be out in the cold. So this is the problem when you have a technology that anybody can easily, relatively easily, uh, move into. And I think that's going to be the case with McDonald's and, and Beyond Meat. So I don't think Beyond Meat... Beyond Meat may be beyond its prime, and uh, don't know about it, but uh, uh, I think that you're going to see Beyond Meat uh, move down a lot. So let's take a look at the Beyond Meat chart really quickly. Um, it's difficult to trade stocks just totally on the news because, uh, you know, it's the fundamentals and the, and the momentum that really carry the day. But in this case... Uh, with this news, and of course the, the relative strength is still very good, but it is pointing down, so that's not good. We had a we had a gap down today with Beyond Meat and a sell-off, so it looks like Beyond Meat may be in a situation where we have a head and shoulders. We'll see if it pulls back above the if it pulls back above the 40-day line, then Beyond Meat may be an excellent candidate to short. I will. Um, I will be talking about shorting probably in the future, but I think Beyond Meat may, there may be a lot of, um, of, of air that goes out of Beyond Meat. So this may be an excellent short, uh, potentially making money. With this, I, I think with the McDonald's announcement, I don't know if it's true, I don't know what's going on with it, but uh, you know, if, if McDonald's has their own uh, meat that for, uh, that's plant-based, I think it's called Mac Plant or something like that, then I think Beyond Meat is going to be very, very challenged. Uh, very, very challenged. Um, you bought it at 194, and now it's 151. Sell immediately and be careful because I don't think this thing is coming back. Not looking at this chart. This is potentially a short. Um, I'm sorry to tell you that, uh, but I don't think it's I don't think it's going to do as well as as, as it has been in the past. Um, Jim, what do you think uh, of Roku? Well, Roku, I still like Roku. I'm not in Roku currently, um, but I do like it. Now, the question is, how far are you down? Uh, the rule of thumb is, if you're down more than 7%, it's a good idea to sell. And then, you know, you can always come back in the stock. 
But the first and most important thing is to limit the bleeding. And we definitely have a pullback to the 21-day exponential. I'm showing the chart right now on the screen. Uh, if you want to see the chart, you can just jump over to a www Dallas Trading Floor, or you can go to the uh, the YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. And this is number 170, in case it doesn't come right up on your screen, uh, episode 170, and showing the, the Roku chart. The Roku chart, it looks as if, I mean, they had excellent earnings, but there was a pullback anyways. This is classic. This is a classic example of why when you're coming into earnings, you want to be very careful. And usually you want to sell the day of earnings and then wait to see how it performs. And typically, many times it'll pull back and then buy it on the rebound because the, it, it, even, if, even if it's really good uh, earnings report, typically many stocks will pull back because it's the classic buy on rumors, sell on news. So that's kind of something that you've got to to look at when you're when you're pulling through one of these uh, announcements. But Roku announced uh, they did extremely well. Their earnings per share was up 141% in the quarter, uh, just really really strong. And um, their sales also were up 73% quarter over quarter. So that's also ex- I mean uh, year over quarter. So that's also excellent. Uh, you have um, a lot of a lot of banks in it, but even with all of that, it still wasn't enough, and uh, Roku pulled back. So, um, can you get back into Roku? Well, let's see what happens. Let's see how it comes through this earnings. There might be a buy point coming up, but currently there isn't. So, that's one of the things that I always like to do: is sell into earnings and then wait and find out if <laughs> you know if it's time to to get back in or not, because that sometimes can be. Can be can be disheartening is you know doing these round trips where you just go up you didn't you just give it all back so I hate that so that's one of the reasons why selling into earnings sometimes can be very a good thing to do let's look at FSR and this is a question from Harris thank you very much FSR is the symbol and that is Frisker and Frisker is a really interesting company by the way this is an electric vehicle company but unlike a lot of the other companies. I think this one may have legs, and the reason I think it may have legs is they have an agreement with a company called Magma, and Magma is a uh, is a company that manufactures all kinds of things. They are a subcontractor, kind of like um, Flextronics, if you're familiar with them, or some of the other companies that make uh, for other companies. But uh, I think that's one of the great things about Frisker. Uh, it's a little bit too early to buy it. Um, it is it is up strongly though, by the way. Um, typically on a IPO like this, you want to wait at least three months. Uh, we have, we, you know, we have we have waited a while, and we may it may be, it it may soon be time. But right now, we don't want to buy this below about twenty one sixty. And the reason we don't is because that was the high. We want to wait uh, for this thing to exceed uh, twenty one sixty, and when that happens. Then I think we may have a really good uh, something really good on our hands. I like this idea of this company. We have it, it does have a little bit of a challenge checklist here. It only has four out of nine, which I like to see at least six out of nine. So I don't I'm, I wouldn't buy this now, but this is a watch list um, ownership. It is moving up in terms of the number of funds that are in it, which is very good. And uh, of course, it doesn't have any options on it yet. It's too early, but at fourteen twenty nine, I think you want to wait on this one. 
let the IPO base uh, cure a little bit, and then when it moves beyond 2160, that's when I think you want to take a look at it because uh, this one could be very, very good. So um, very good. Uh, that's, a, that's a good stock, but it's a watch list now. Not time to buy it yet, and uh, just time to wait. DKNG, uh, let's look at it. DKNG real quick. DKNG. And that is DraftKings. This is also one of my, I like this stock a lot uh, because I do think online sports gambling is going to be a very big business. Of course, a lot of other people do too. <laughs> there's no, there's, there's no, uh, there's nothing unique in that. Uh, it's pulled back a little bit. It's still below the 40 day. So it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's a little bit challenged, but it still has a 98 relative strength. Let's look at the Brian criteria on this to see if the checklist is good enough. It definitely is. Six out of nine. That's looking pretty good in terms of the buying criteria. I typically will only buy something that has an O'Neill checklist rating of six out of nine or better. And of course, there's nine criterias that uh, that William O'Neill, uh, that William O'Neill buys on. Let's look at the, let, let's look at the uh, fund ownership. That's very important too. We have increasing fund ownership and we do have some very key funds in this. Uh, for instance, Fidelity Contra Fund, this typically is sort of like the good, happy keeping seal of approval. So I kind of like DraftKings, but the question is, where can I buy DraftKings? I think you're going to have to wait until you get to at least the buy point again, which is 44.79. Currently, it's at 41.50. I know it sounds very strange. Why would you buy? Why wouldn't you buy something cheap? Uh, and why would you buy it at a higher price? Well, the advantages of buying it at a buy point is that it, that tends to be it, it tends to be it'll settle at that point. It tends to have a kind of a floor on the price. Not always, but that's how it typically works. So um, this is still a watch list on DraftKings right now, at least until we kind of sort out what's going to happen with this stay-at-home uh, thing. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, okay. So talk about uh, right. Oh, why did you talk? Um, okay. Uh, why did why did McDonald's fall so much? Good question. Well, you know they have this thing called Mac Plant. Uh, I you know I think that uh, people are thinking, well, you know, now that real restaurants are open and not just drive-through, that uh, Mickey D's may you know may suffer a little bit from that. They were doing they were doing excellent <laughs> with in terms of uh, you know in 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 terms of. Um, uh, you know, you know, in terms of this COVID thing, uh, but it definitely, they definitely took a hit too. Look at that. Um, you know, they're down. Uh, you know, they're down three dollars and thirty-eight cents as uh, as of right now, almost two percent, basically one and a half, one and a half percent, which is significant. Uh, and they pulled, they pulled right below the twenty-one X big exponential. They're still, and they're and they're below the uh, forty day. So. Who knows? I mean, uh, they only have relative strength, I say only, of 69. I typically like to buy 80 or better on that relative strength. But, uh, I, you know, who knows why they they pull back so much. I think it has something to do with the reopening economy. Uh, the, McDonald's was getting a tremendous amount of business. As a matter of fact, I got my 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 breakfast there this morning. Uh, it got a tremendous amount of business because everything else is shut down in the restaurant space. So. Um, you know, that might have been, there might have been a reaction for that, from, from that. I don't think there's any problem with McDonald's. I just think that, you know, they're, they're going to have more competition when it comes to, um, you know, <laughs> when it comes to things. Let's look at Snap. And, of course, I have Snap in the small portfolio. 
Uh, I didn't. Per fortunately, I bought it a little bit of time ago, so uh, I haven't. I haven't suffered as much as some people have. It looks. Kind of, it just kind of pulled back hard, you know, right to about forty-one oh nine or about four dollars and uh, twenty-nine cents. I don't know why this one was pulled back so much, but I think it has something to do with the uh, with with the vaccine and the reopening economy. I, you know, Snap should do very well in a sort of a small business environment because that's kind of who the payment services are are um, are oriented towards. Now, one thing I kind of want to say, there are two areas that tend to produce a lot of long-term leaders and have for the last few years. One of them are payment companies, companies like uh, PayPal, which is off today, by the way, uh, MasterCard, Visa, of course, Snap. And the other one, of course, are the, uh, the, the software companies. And those two have been uh, an inordinate number of Good companies have come from those two particular areas in the last about two years or three years. So that's something to watch. But, uh, yeah, it's pulled back. Uh, can't really tell you why it's pulled out. But, you know, here's the thing. It's still, here's the thing. It is still on the 10-day exponential. So this is this is looking pretty, actually not bad. Uh, if this had thing and pulled through the, the, the 40-day or, you know, average, I would say, you know, sell this puppy. But... Um, it is definitely not. I mean, it moved above, it moved above this neckline on a cup basis, and then it gapped up, and it stuck to the, the ten-day exponentials, uh, the t the ten-day average, which is the best of the, of the line. So I still think that Snap, I don't think. I mean, I think Snap is adjusting, but I don't think it's you know time to, time to eighty-six Snap. I don't I don't think so. I still think it's pretty good. Um, all right. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tesla? Let's go back to Tesla to see, you know, and again, I bought some Tesla today. So I probably, I probably jumped the gun there a little bit. Uh, Tesla has pulled back and pulled up again, but it's settling right on the, um, you know, right on the, 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 uh, the 40-day, which is this red line here. And so it's pulled right to that 41 day. So uh, let's see if I can give you exact number. Yeah, yeah, it's pulled exactly to the 41 to to the um, to the to the uh, of the 40 day. So is it is it has it changed direction? Well, I I think it did change direction on 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 about March uh, on about uh, you know it, it, over the last week. I think it has changed direction. I still I still think it is moving it is is moving higher based on this chart, but it is pulled back to the 40-day average. So I think we will see probably a reversal, and at least I'm hoping that we will, uh, and it's moving higher. Now, will it, make, um, will it make 500 by the end of the year? It possibly could, though it seems to be in a range. Uh, it, it seems to be range-bound right now, and it looks as if there is also some, some resistance at 465.90 on Tesla. So that's kind of what it's saying right now with Tesla. So I wish I had better news for you on that, uh, you know, for me too. So, uh, you know, that's kind of how it sort of, sort of went. Nike, let's look at Nike. You know, Nike, um, you know, Nike is maybe really doing really well. Now I've heard, and I don't know if it's, uh, it's definitely the case that, that Nike actually, Nike, I'm sorry, I say Nike, that's the wrong way of saying it. Uh, May look at that. It's just it's just it's just powering that right up. So very good. Um, you know maybe this is maybe this is based on some of the stimulus payments that might be made. But it is pulled up tremendously. Look at that. Very very nice. Uh, very nice gain here. So let's look at the weekly chart 
on on Nike. We'll see if there's a place you could get in on this. It looks like it's pulling. It's like moving right up the 40-day moving average. So let's see if I can find a entry point for Nike for you. Um, it doesn't really look as if, though, it looks like it pulled way up and then it's pulled way back. Isn't that interesting? Let me see if that is right. Yeah, 428. So obviously, it definitely has some, some upward momentum. Uh, it, it gapped up and then it pulled way back. It's got a relative strength of 88. That's good. 80 or better is considered excellent, and uh, so that's good. Uh, and it looks as if, let's just look to see at the checklist. Well, it's 6 out of 9, so that's, that's, so that's good. And we have, inc well, we have slightly decreasing fund ownership, but nothing serious. And we have a Fidelity Contra Fund in there. So it all kind of looks pretty good with Nike, but uh, the question is, where do you buy it? I suspect that if it bounces off of this, I think it may uh, pull back to the... Uh, to, to the 21-day uh, moving average and fill the gap down uh, at 126. So let's see if it pulls down a little bit more and, and see if it reverses. I don't really have a good buy point for you on this, unfortunately. The last true buy point off of Cup with Handle formation was 104.69. So uh, I don't really, unfortunately, have a good buy point for you on Nike. But it's definitely watch listable. And, of course, you know, it's just... It's doing really well. So, and I think it's maybe this direct-to-consumer uh, model that they're, you know, that they're that they may have. Thoughts on Fang and their sell-off? Well, you know, Fang. Uh, there, there's been a whole lot of, you know, um, this rally has been kind of uneven and has mostly been in the the Fang stocks. Um, you know, so a, a lot of this is give back. I mean, you know, I have some I have some uh, Facebook that sold off today as well. I think uh, let's look at Microsoft. That's sort of the bellwether uh, one to to to, to look at. Um, so MSFT, of course, is the symbol for Microsoft. So let's look at the weekly on Microsoft. You know, it's pulled back today too. Yeah, it's just pulling right back to that 40-day line. So it just seems to be, you know, it just it just seems to want to to settle at that uh, at that 40-day line. There's a there's a big pullback today. It's off five dollars thirty-three cents down two. 0.38 percent. So, and the volume's up as well. So, um, hmm, interesting. We have a 92 relative strength. Unfortunately, this relative strength is going the wrong direction, and that's too bad. So, I do believe that we may pull back. We may see uh, Microsoft pull back to 200. Uh, let's just take a look based on this chart. I don't, you know, you never, you never can totally tell, but it seems like we're in a kind of a, kind of a um, consolidating. Uh, we, we're sort of in a range-bound situation here with the top being about 225 and the bottom being about 200. So it looks as if um, Microsoft could move down to about 200, you know, in the next in the next week or two. Uh, we could see it pull back. I think, we, I think we more than likely is because this is definitely, according to the way I'm looking at the chart, this is a directional change, and uh, it looks like it may test... The bottom it may test its uh, support. Support basically right now on this chart, there's support at uh, 196.25. So 126.25 is support for Microsoft, and it is in a downtrend right now. So if you do have Microsoft uh, and you do have a profit, you might want to consider selling it and waiting until it bounces. I do believe it will bounce off of the uh, 120 the 196 level, but 
Um, that's kind of the way it is for right now. For fangs are selling off, people are taking their profits, and um, you know, there you go. It's it sometimes it sometimes happens. It sometimes happens like that. Um, okay, Jim, what do you think about buying Zoom? I, I would say no. <laughs> Don't buy it because Zoom is giving back a lot of its. It's not that Zoom is bad. It's just that it's gotten way ahead of itself, and I think that you know we we're going to see support. You know. It's right now at 4.13. I just want to show you the chart. I don't think you want to catch the falling knife on this one because that's really what it is. It's a falling knife. And let's look at the weekly chart to kind of give you an idea of why. There's been a directional change in the in, in – it basically peaked out at almost 600. And as you can see, the directional change is down. Now, I do think <laughs> I do think that there will be some support right about this level. So I th I'm, I'm looking looking at this chart carefully – I'm seeing that I do think that uh, that that Zoom may fall as low as about 260 before it pulls uh, higher. So right now, I'd be very very careful buying Zoom. I don't think you want to change. I, it has changed definitely changed direction to the downside. So um, you know you want to be a little bit careful. This is the reason why you typically buy at higher highs because you want to make sure that you're buying in the right direction. You always want to buy something as it's going higher. I mean, I, I know that sounds very obvious, but uh, one of the reasons uh, that uh, that's one of the reasons why you always want to buy something within 15% of its of its absolute highs because that will uh, because, you know, if it if it's lower than that, typically it could be it, it it could be it could be difficult because it may change direction on the downward uh, downward from you. So that's one of the O'Neill checklist items uh, uh, of you know it is buying a stock when it's making new highs or is in fifteen percent of a new high. So that's kind of a kind of a good rule of thumb. It really is because that's directional. And again, we're directional traders. We're canceling traders, and that's how we work it. Um, C-R-O-X, Clorox. I think it's C-R-O-X, is that right? Uh, C-R-O-X. And I think that's Clorox. No, Crocs. I'm sorry, Crocs. Why can I forget, you know, how, who can forget those shoes that you used to gardening? Um, it's pulled back today, but it's it's sticking right to that 21-day exponential. So that's looking good. They, there There is definitely a nice, there's a very, very nice um, pattern here. And let's look at the. I'm looking at the daily uh, as well. Let's look at the daily. Yeah, it's pulled right back to the 10-day exponential, uh, the 10-day moving average. And by the way, I'm, I talk about these lines, and let me explain a little bit about what they are. Um, there are th four major lines that, of resistance as the stock moves higher. Now, the the one that you want to be familiar with is uh, the 200-day moving average. Okay, typically you want a stock obviously that is be doing better than the 200-day moving average. If a stock falls below the 200-day moving average or is below the 200-day moving average, you really should not even buy it at all. The second line that's very, very important is the 40-day uh, moving average. And this kind of gives you a monthly kind of average of where it's at. You definitely want to be above that line if you're buying anything. But that line, you could buy stuff below that line if it's accelerating through that. So what I'm trying to say by that, m meaning uh, by that, is that that line is, is is very important as well. Now, typically, if the 40-day line crosses above the 200-day line, that is what 
they, that is that is an ascending chart, and so that means that the chart is is, is people are buying it and the stock is going higher. If in, if on the other hand, the 40-day has crossed below the 200-day, that means that's a descending chart, and you want to get out of that stock. The next important line is the 21-day exponential moving average, and that's pretty much as it sounds. It's about a three-week average. That's a very important uh, line for programmatic traders. They typically will, if it pulls back, if a, if a hot stock pulls back to that, they will then buy it or, or they will sell it on that line. The next important one, of course, is the 10-day moving average. And the stocks that are outperforming, they're typically going to march up that 10-day line. So that's going to tell you whether or not it's, it's worthwhile buying it or selling it. Right now, if we look at the, start chart, uh, the chart for Crocs, we have pulled back to that 10-day moving average. So if by tomorrow that thing falls lower below the 10-day, if it continues the direction that it's going, and it looks as if it is because of the shape of the candle, then we probably don't want to buy that. But if it moves, if it re reverses and it moves above that line with a candle that has a, a where the where the wick is below it rather than above it, then that will be a good sign for it to go going higher. I wouldn't buy Crocs at this point, but I would definitely watch list it. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So let's look and see if there is a buy point on on Crocs. There, the last buy point was way way back, basically almost at the beginning of the year on a first stage consolidation base at 31.88. So it's been, uh, you know, Crocs is still good, but uh, you know, not uh, it wouldn't it it, uh, it it does it it does have very good um, you know very good relative strength. It's 95 relative strength. So. Um, you know, want to kind of keep it in your, uh, you know, keep it, keep it in, uh, you know, uh, keep it watchlisted. If it reverses higher, then I think you might want to consider Crocs. But right now, don't buy it as it's moving down because it could be, <laughs> it could be deadly if you, if you do it that way. BL, uh, BLDP. Let's look at BLDP. Um, BLDP. Okay, BLDP is Ballard Power Systems, and of course. Uh, Ballard is an interesting company. They make electric buses, and they have been for a long, long time, even before Tesla was around, uh, Ballard Power Systems were around. So they have a lot of experience. Do I, I, definitely, uh, I definitely like this company uh, on, on their, on their, on those, uh, for those kind of reasons, because they do have the engineering talent and the experience. It has a relative strength of 93, which is excellent. It's right at the 40-day moving average. 1616 is the... Uh, is is the uh, price currently? Let's look at the checklist. This is this is an area of concern. This is why this is not a buy and it's a watch list, but it is a watch list. Five out of nine on the O'Neill checklist, which is a little bit less than I like to see uh, for for uh, you know for something. And it, it really has to do with the earnings per share and uh, some of the sales growth on that. That's the main thing. Um, not enough. Also, we, we do have some funds in there, but not nearly enough. Now, that said, I do think that uh, this is this uh, Ballard is, is sort of in a good place. And I think the chart looks fairly good. I mean, it's it's moving right up. It's one of those it's one of those, you know, slow and steady wins the race type companies. It seems like it's moving right up that 40 day average. So, um, you know, would I buy it right at this at this level? No, I probably would not. But I would definitely watch this this. The last cup uh, cup buy point on this, basically, this this is a second stage base, was was way back in uh, December of last year, at about um, at about six fifty. So currently it's selling for sixteen sixty. So it's it's pulled, 
it's pulled way above that. But uh, you know, it does seem like uh, this is a watch list. I think this, if if the the electric vehicle market heats up a little bit, this could do extremely well. But um, right now, I don't think you can. It's it's a watch list only. It's not a buy. Uh, it, it's not a buy, and it's not on the ready list. Um, all right. Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for watching, Kay. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad there's somebody out there that, uh, that, that actually is interested in what I'm doing. Um, let me, please let us know what moving averages do you use, and also what do you think of whole moving averages? I don't know what the whole moving average is, but I'll tell you that you, I use four moving averages uh, in my trading. The first one, of course, is the 200-day average, and that's used by most investors, you know, most chart people. And that's the 200-day moving average. And on my charts, it typically is a black line. And I don't typically like to buy anything below that. Um, the second in, uh, an important one is on the weekly chart, it's, there's a 50-day line uh, that, that we use. And that's a red line, and that's the second one. And on the daily chart, it's a 40. Uh, then I use a special one. It's a green line. It's the 21-day exponential. This is the line I like to see for trend. I, I like this one for trend. And then... There is another line above that called the 10-day, and that's the 10-day the I like to see because that's on the really hot stocks that are moving higher. I want to see how they trade on that 10-day line. So those are the four lines that I use, uh, the, the, that, I, that I use, and I really appreciate you asking that question because that's, that's, that's good. Because learning how to trade on those lines can be very, very profitable. Um, buying options on ARK. Of course, this is ARK Invest. This is uh, Kathy Wood's... Um, ETF that's done incredibly well, actually. She's a very was an early, large investor in Tesla and some of the other uh, sort of um, socially responsible type of investment companies, and so she's done really, really well. So um, let's look at this chart. Where is there a buy point on this? You know, ETFs are a little bit different in terms of individual stocks in order to buy them because on an ETF with, with an individual stock, you always want to buy it as it's accelerating above a buy point or a uh, moving average on a on a um, on on an ETF because it's a basket this is you, you buy these differently you can buy these on a pullback so actually right now is not a bad time to buy it now I know this make this this is a strange kind of thing to get your get your head around but if you have a, a if you have a um, an ETF that's made up of many stocks. So buying when it when it pulls back, and it's lower. If as long as the trend is good, that's a very good strategy. It's not a good strategy if it's an individual stock. You don't want to buy it. You want to buy it as making a higher high on an individual stock. But because Arc is an ETF, uh, buying it at this level, I think might not be a bad idea. It looks as if it's still it, it's still within trend. It still it seems like it's range bound. And uh, it looks like it's moving from about the 89.50 level on up to about 106.15. That seems to be the, the range that it's bound in. It may move a little bit higher, but I have a, I, there has been a lot of selling on, on ARC um, ETF today. It's definitely uh, over the line, but I still, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, I definitely think it's a very good, it's good at this point. You could be very confident, I think, with ARC Invest. Uh, what's going on with that? I've been trading a lot of volume. Um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, did, uh, did, okay. It has a bullish trend. Absolutely it does. Uh, PFE, of course, this is the company that, along with uh, a German company, has announced a, um, 
has announced uh, a vaccine for, for COVID-19. And um, it, it's a tremendous thing. It's pulled way above, uh, as you can see. There, this is a, th there is a lot of buying going on. This is essentially a gap up uh, above its uh, buy point. At, uh, means the, the, the buy point here is 39.45. Uh, it's above that right now. It's just outside of the profit savings zone. You could definitely buy it at this level. Uh, you could definitely buy it, so it's, it's just a tad extended, but PFE, uh, the buy point on it is equal to um, 39.45. So I'm going to put that out on the chat so everyone can see that. Um, what does it mean? What, what does the buy point mean? Well, here's what the buy point means. A buy point is essentially where the stocks kind of rest as they're moving higher or they're moving lower. And if it exceeds this 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 uh, this buy point, it's very likely if it does pull back to pull back to approximately that level and not any lower. Just it sort of it creates some support there. So the optimal place typically to buy a stock is at the buy point plus five percent. So in a range from the buy point up about five percent. Now, if you were to do that strictly. You know, this would be what they call extended because the buy point would extend basically from 39.45 up to 41.35. So that would be the total buy point. But right now it's selling for 39.20. But it's still, it's still essentially, it's extended, but not that much. So it is potentially buyable at this, at, at this level. The thing to do is to see how it trades tomorrow. I think it will pull back a little bit, probably into the buy zone. So. Uh, tremendous stock, and, and by the way, it's very well capitalized. This is one of the biggest uh, pharma's out there, so it, it's a very strong stock. And uh, I think you could, you know, even at these levels, I think you'd be, you'd be, you know, you could, you could be pretty, uh, you could be pretty assured that, uh, you know, the trend is probably going to move, uh, going to move higher. Let's look at the weekly just to make sure that I am not giving you a line. Yeah, it, it, the trend has been up until now. It's been a little bit. It's a, it's been a, the 200-day has been moving a little bit lower, and uh, um, but the 40-day moving average has just crossed above the 200-day. That's very good, and so the trend has definitely moved. In uh, it has moved higher. And the thing about this, these are very largely traded stocks, so you're not going to get this thing going to the moon probably, but it's going to probably be very stable. And I think um, you know, I think it's a good investment. Uh, you know, and it definitely is one of those kind of things that I think that uh, you could be very proud in buying. Um, let's see. Will you be sending a trade alert on Pfizer? Um, I might be. Um, I I didn't obviously today because I didn't. I wasn't uh, privy to the news. Um, but I will. I I, I will. I, I probably that's a good idea to put out some info on Pfizer uh, going forward because uh, it may pull back a little bit. Um, there is a, and, and I'm, I think probably the thing to do is to put out the trade alert if it is in the buy zone. And by the way, if you want to get these trade alerts, uh, super duper easy to do. Uh, all you have to do is go to, um, you know, Dallas Trading Floor, the website, and, um, and then, you know, and, and then, um, uh, sign up online. And it's www.dallastradingfloor. And of course, if you're interested in the way the website looks, it looks like this. It's not the most beautiful website in the world. I will admit that, but uh, but it is easy enough to get on the trade alerts. And if I get it right, yeah, I'll get one more there. 
And I'll show you that. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So this is what this is what the website looks like, everybody. Oops. There we go. All right, there we go. And to get the trade alerts, all you have to do is go to this page that says subscribe, free trade alerts, first and last name. Hit that subscribe button. Of course, it's all free uh, at Dallas Trading Floor. Well, I have talked almost for an hour. As a matter of fact, it's 59 minutes. So just wanted to indicate I have something new. It's kind of exciting, uh, at least for me it is, uh, and that is we, are, uh, we, we now have some uh, new, uh, we, we have, we're, we're on Google Podcasts, and we will be hopefully on, on iTunes here this next week, but, but, but uh, I have a podcast that's on Google uh, that, that's on Google right now. It's also on Spotify as well. And uh, if you are interested in possibly, you know, so if you don't, you know, you want to listen on the go or that kind of thing, uh, and uh, you subscribing to it, it's really easy to do. You just go over here, and I'll give you the address here, put it up on the screen. Uh, basically, it's, it's just this kind of, it's kind of a complicated uh, number, but it's bit.ly. And then three uh, L E E F Y F. Now that's kind of that's kind of complicated, but if you if you if that if that doesn't work, just the easy way to do it is to go over to the website Dallas Trading Floor, hit the podcasts, and and you can see right there I have all the all of the podcast information right there. So there we go. These are all the podcasts that are available currently and and if and if you are on spotify it's on spotify as well so uh, these are these gives you the the podcasts that are that are available right now if you want to uh listen on the go so again thank you very very much and i will be back tomorrow uh at uh at 2 30 central uh if you need to if, if you have any questions uh you need to email just uh you can do that through the website Floor. And uh, I hope to see everybody back tomorrow uh, at 2.30. Happy trading.